Hi, thanks for tuning in. This is Druggish for the People. This podcast will contain my feelings and opinions and uh, stories from from my practice in pharmacy, but none of this should be taken as just hardcore fact. This is more about stimulating questions that you can then take to your pharmacist and your doctor and your healthcare team uh, to help you better understand and participate in your care. And once again, just a little reminder, if you're looking for medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, you won't find it here. You need to use your healthcare professional for that. Today, the people is Carol. Uh, thanks for coming, Carol. Thanks for having me, Donald. Sure. What would you? What are we talking about today? Um, I, you know, um, I don't do this often enough, but cleaning out um, the medicine cabinet, uh, there were some things in there from 2012, which I threw away. So, um, you know, how important is expiration date? Okay, well, that's a good question. And 2012 is definitely <laughs> too old. <laughs> Get rid of that. We could probably find some literature somewhere that would say it's okay, but I'm telling you, <laughs> throw it's it away. It's morphed into something else. <laughs> yeah. Was it always this rainbow color? I don't and fuzzy. think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good question. And a lot of people wrestle with this. And um, there's there's always these, you know, the in communities where you can take take your expired meds and they'll dispose of them, yeah, uh, that kind of thing. And you can talk to pharmacies and hospitals locally to see if they have suggestions for you on Sometimes that front. The sheriff's department will do that, right? Right. Um, one of the things that came up recently, uh, someone we had a, a listener ask us about EpiPen, and his EpiPen had expired two or three years ago, something like that. And they're, they tend to be expensive. Yep, there are some very. options besides the trade name EpiPen, but they're still expensive and usually not used, mm-hmm. fortunately. We right. Don't, we don't want to hope That's for that. That's a good thing not to use it. Yeah, yeah. But so anyway, people, people also, I know people with small children in particular that have severe allergies, they have one in the car, they have one in the diaper bag, they have one in their purse, they have one at home. And if each of those costs a few hundred dollars, that's a big investment. It is. And and again, one that you're, I don't know, it's not like you're buying something and using it in any way, which again, it's not what you want to do, but it's it's an emergency thing. So um, the Epi, we'll just talk in general about how they assign these expiration dates. Okay. So like 50 some odd years ago, the FDA decided, oh, we should actually put expiration dates on these bottles. Good idea. So that's when it started. Yeah. So you can imagine before that. It was an indeterminate, you know, you could just sort of, yeah, it yeah. still looks like a tablet. But Let's they were go probably and... ingesting enough mer- mercury. It didn't make oh, any difference. Could be. <laughs> just saying. Because of the vaccines? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> That's like household stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, the um, when they when they got into this, the, the drug manufacturer would need to assign an expiration date, which would be how long they would guarantee that in the original container sealed, it would still have its stability, which is its purity, uh, strength, uh, uh, and potency. So um, that, you know, if you're a drug manufacturer you're, and you can say two to three years, call it, let's just say three years, mm-hmm. why would you take the extra time 
and chance to say we're we're going to put an expiration of six years or seven oh. years. Yeah, because you're losing money then. Well, you are losing money, and you're having to, to provide a lot more research. And if you if you if you're looking at that, you're going to have to wait that long. You know, you've yeah. got to test it that long to prove. So, um, this is kind of why some of these things there. These expiration dates come and go, and the drug has sat on the shelf. And having worked in hospitals and community pharmacies, the number of bottles that are just pulled off the shelf and returned, so you can return a one that hasn't been opened, but um, you just you got to toss them, you got to dispose of the meds. So yeah, but you don't want to like just take a chance and say, "Well, it's only two years out. I should just go ahead and take it at home." Correct. Right. That's absolutely the, the bottom line, which we might as well get to, I guess, right here is that uh, can I take it? Should I take it? Um, the the go-to answer is no, because we, you just don't know. And when the, the drugs are tested for this stability and sterility, it's about in a, in a closed container under controlled you know, environmental conditions. Lots of people keep their meds in the cabinet over the sink or the dishwasher or in the bathroom right? where it gets steamy. So, you know, they're not tested under those conditions. Makes so, sense. Right. Um, but I do, I do want to mention though, this, the, how this came to be, which is what we're talking about, how the mm-hmm. labeling was required and how they assign a reasonable date, I guess. Sure. But, What's happened recently with the um, COVID and with drug shortages uh, is Susan Collins and another fellow, uh, Carmen, I think his name was, Carden, Bill, uh, Ben Carden, introduced a bill last year um, to extend the um, shelf life of these drugs because there were shortages. Are they actually expired? Uh, and when I was working in the hospital, I did see that. What happened it was, and which is, in my forty years of doing this, I'd never seen that before. If it was expired, it was expired, and mm-hmm. um, in order to be able to use the meds, we all thought that's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, we all they, meaning the other the pharmacists. pharmacists and stuff. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. they were extending the the um, shelf life. I mm-hmm. can't remember how many, it was six, twelve months, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was there had there was some literature, some evidence for that. Mm-hmm. But it just wasn't anything that had been considered. You just throw it away. You know, think times are good. Right. Uh, you know, you toss it. So anyway, I think that that bill is a really um, – it's dealing with the situation, the conditions that we have right now. Mm-hmm. And it's also a push, I think, to be more efficient about how we're using our resources, our our medications, and like to determine an actual – expiration date for a particular med instead of just assigning a two to three year time frame for any of them. Well, and like with that recent shortage of children's Tylenol and stuff, I could see parents getting kind of frantic. And if you had some that was a little bit out of date versus not being able to give your child anything. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, I've just was, Looking at a, at a quote from the FDA, and this came out in a in a report from 2019 about drug shortages, and it was they stated that shortages of essential drugs may be exacerbated if drugs must be discarded because they exceed a labeled 
shelf life based on unnecessarily short expiration dates. Ah. So the FDA is sort of acknowledging we're creating some of this problem because we're not really looking into what the true expiration dates are. That is how long are they stable in regard and that that is strength, quality, and purity. So that those are the standards. So anyway, um moving forward, like I said, we're 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 trying to figure out we're, we're meeting these challenges and some of the things that are happening with this bill mm-hmm. that I just talked about. And then the government, um, they have these stockpiles of meds mm-hmm. at, at bases. And you remember the anthrax stuff that happened a few years ago. I do. Yeah. I do. So in response to that, one of the things that happened is hospitals would start stocking some antibiotics, in particular fluoroquinolones. And it was Cipro at the time. Mm-hmm. So you find a place in the hospital, a locked area, a cage that you can put these things. And they would sit. And again, fortunately, we don't want to have to use them. Right. But, you know, every two years or whatever, You'd have to come in half. And they're expensive. Wow. Yeah, trade yeah. me. So what they did, and this, this program was called Shelf Life Extension Program. So what they did, SLEP is the acronym. <laughs> It's it's not a good one. (laughs) So close to some better. Um, Anyhow, they uh, they went in and they actually did testing of the of the medications, and it's not just for the anthrax meds, but whatever they're stockpiling. Sure. At these, it was the Department of Defense, Uh, and they spent, and these are roundabout figures, I suppose, three point one million dollars on running the program. Mm -hmm. They saved. 2.1 2.1 billion. Wow. Right. Wow. Yeah. So it's, and these, this is a smart thing to do. And it's right. like, for <laughs> how many times can you say, good job, government, for trying to save some money? <laughs> well, I'm actually kind of impressed that they have this stockpile um, because it had never occurred to me what happens if this is a national thing, like the anthrax deal. Yeah. Yeah. They're planning for disasters that's happening. But, um, so anyway, I, I that again, and like you see this bill that that Susan Collins and Ben Cardin came up with, and then you've got this government program that Department of Defense is involved in. Mm-hmm. Where do we really need to be throwing this stuff away? Right now, that stuff though, the things that was Schlepp looked at, they were all in the original containers under controlled conditions, environmental conditions. Ah, uh, so it wasn't getting super hot or super Correct. cold or. That's With it. Moisture or uh huh. So let's go back to the EpiPen. Mm-hmm. Where do people keep those? Oh, if you keep it in the glove box, it's constantly hot and cold. Yeah, a glove box. But when was the last time you kept your gloves in there? Ah, <laughs> uh, nobody keeps gloves in the glove no, box. No, that's a nineteen forties phrase. <laughs> yeah, I think I like that it. it's still called a glove Maybe box. Maybe you used to put on driving gloves before you. Drove. I know. I remember my mom wearing like I guess they were her driving gloves, um, and so. Where else? You take it, you know, to the soccer field. Sure. You hot put and it, cold. You're putting it in, in you know. Sitting in the sun. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it takes a beating. And epinephrine is, is kind of an unstable compound anyway. Interesting. Yeah. So you've, you've really put it through the ringer. Mm-hmm. Now, this has become an issue because people are like, I don't want to have to keep doing this. Just what this, this person who had asked the question about EpiPen. Mm-hmm. So... Again, what you need to do is keep up with your expiration dates, but mm-hmm. in this regard, now you can't see that that liquid and things that are in a liquid form will degrade a little quicker in general. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but if it's discolored, shows any kind of precipitant, any kind of you know stuff that's particles that might be in, in there, do not, do not use it. But you can't look in there. Mm-hmm. But there were some uh, studies done on the epinephrine year, you know, like a year, two years, more time after it had expired, quote unquote, and it was eighty and ninety percent still potent. Oh well, that's good. Well, it is. Um, but but that, what that, that is is evidence that we should really look at what the expiration on these meds should be, in particular the EpiPen, mm-hmm. and do it. Test this stuff. Put it in. A, put it in, and you know, eighty-five to ninety degrees for a, a, whatever your parameters will be, mm-hmm. and because this is the this is the nature of how it's going to be stored. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to be people who are taking insulin. Generally, they'll be pretty good about you keep it in the fridge. Sure. And if they keep it out of the fridge, you know, put a little note on there. It's good for a month, for right. 28 days. So, um, what also, so uh, back on the EpiPen for a minute, if, if you're in need of it, which if you need it, you need, there's no decision about it. It's right now. So, if it's a, a little bit out of date and you're having a reaction, yeah, it's for that's a good, really good question because it's for anaphylaxis, a life-threatening allergic condition, and you're not gonna. Oh no, it, it expired seven months ago. I'm not. I'm sorry, no. you can't breathe anymore. <laughs> well, then okay. We always talk about risk benefit, mm-hmm. and in this case, you know the the risk is it might not be as potent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to go ahead and use it. Yeah. So I, that, that's a really good question because I think a lightly expired EpiPen is better, uh, much better no than EpiPen no EpiPen at, at all. all. Yeah, yeah. But there is a correlation. Um, this stuff does deteriorate the mm-hmm. epinephrine, mm-hmm. and it's there's a direct correlation between the amount of time that's in there and the amount of drug that's actually left that's that's potent and active. So. Um, you don't want to let it go on and on, but that's a really good question. So rather than just throw it away before you get another, uh, that you should hang on to it. Mm-hmm. Um, not for but, years, but not for years, but I, it's good to just keep up, mm-hmm. but that's a good question. You know, so that is better than none at all. Um, so anyway, that's about, that's about what we can do with Epi. Uh, and hopefully again, the gist of this thing is like, I'm, it seems like there's some positive forward momentum about really looking at what drugs sh- at their individual expiration dates should be. We know that like nitroglycerin for angina mm-hmm. comes a little bottle. And once you open that up, nitroglycerin, is that volatile? Yes. Yeah, man. Uh, so it will deteriorate. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there are some others that are just... The, you know, it's they do uh, degrade a little quicker. Albuterol, um, ophthalmic meds, eye meds. Oh, yeah, don't oh, keep them. Yeah. Those those need to be sterile. Yeah, and especially if you've opened it. Yeah. Um, and don't ever put it. It. I learned this from you, but don't don't ever put the tube to your eye because you're going to contaminate the. Well, whole no, tube. you don't want to touch it with your hand. Anything. Mm-hmm. So, um, and injectable meds, just don't no, mess no. around with Again, that. Again, any kind of discoloration. If people, like you said, something, you know, 2012. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. It. it makes me think of that time um, our son had a friend over 
and um, we have a snack basket in the kitchen and they were looking foraging around for some snack and they found um, a bag of snacks that was two years old and they were giving me a hard time about it so snacks two years old i mean you get a twinkie that's like 30 years old <laughs> thing is brand new and good to go so it's maybe, still crunchy yeah they don't have an expiration date twinkies never will there's nothing natural in there so how long has that twinkie been in the glove box i don't know it but smell? it's still good <laughs> doesn't smell anything but delicious so with that in mind that 2012 mm-hmm. tablet yeah. So if it's if you look at a tablet and it's mottled, it's crumbling, mm-hmm. any kind of discoloration. If you smell it, mm-hmm. for crying out loud, it's it has degraded. Yes. So even if it's not expired, don't yeah, take that. Yeah. Um, so there's there's things you can do. Um, there's just meds that are life saving type meds, uh, cardiac anticonvulsants, aminoglycosides, which are a type of antibiotic, um, antivirals. Uh, tetracycline is one that has actually potentially been associated with degrading into something that could be toxic, could be really harmful. I think it's a Fanconi, Fal- Fanconi, Falconi syndrome where they could, a little bit of kidney damage can be mm. associated with it. But that's not really used much anymore. And that, that salt form of tetracycline, I don't believe, is available. Anyhow, what you need to do is, and this is this is where we're at still, is you just need to be careful. Yes. And, and you try and keep up with mm-hmm. keeping in-date drugs. Now, when you get a prescription filled, that bottle will assign one year mm-hmm. to it. And that's like, you can get a prescription filled for a year. And, so, and it's out of their control now. It's not out of the controlled environment of the pharmacy. And the supply chain should have the same types of requirements for storage and getting it there. Uh, so that it is stable, but that if if that happens, you can call the pharmacy, tell them what refill you were you got. Mm-hmm. They should have a lot number and an expiration, and you can say, well, what is what was the expiration on the bottle when you filled it? Oh, I see. So can, you could extend it a little bit. You, well, possibly. from your bottle, just possibly. according to what they're saying, because yeah. then you'll find out if you've not kept it. You know, if you don't sit it on the stove while you're cooking, <laughs> once again, the glove box. <laughs> <laughs> the glove. That, that that's one way you might be able to extend it a little bit. Um, refrigerated items mm-hmm. you have to be careful with. Biologics, which are vaccines and that kind of thing, um, will also degrade. So okay. you have to be careful. Um, mind your dates. <laughs> mind your dates, Monica. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when in doubt, get a new unexpired med yes. instead of using yes. the old stuff. Um yes. There's just too many unknown variables. And throw out those 2012s. Yeah, and do it do it right. Don't don't be yes. flushing this stuff because no. the fish don't need that. No, I need it. So we can, you know, uh, contact your local pharmacy. Um, somewhere nearby, there's a way to dispose of your meds, especially controlled substances and that kind of thing. But um, well, it's been good, Carol. I appreciate you. you got anything else? No, I'm good. Thank okay. you. All right. Thank you for being here. Appreciate it. And I appreciate you for listening. This has been and will be Druggists for the People.